Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have a great guest. She's somebody I've uh, I've met a few times at live conferences. I see her all the time on social media. I've seen her speak on social media. She is an amazing, amazing person. Uh, her and her husband, the two of them, when they're out there, they're doing some great things for her clients, making sure they're having great customer client experiences and also set up for success as well. Uh, she's a very, very creative person. I've talked to her a few times and uh, always great ideas bouncing around. And she's very, very creative, very, very lively, um, which is like not surprising. She's an expert in branding, marketing, positioning, presentations, and of course, that client experience as well. So please welcome Office Manager for Cutco Southwest Florida, Ms. Kara Gomez. Thank you, Fong. I appreciate being here. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, always nice chatting with you, and I can't wait to hear uh, what you what you have to uh, share with us today. Now, uh, before we get too deep into things, how did you get to where you are today? How did all this stuff happen? I know you're with Cutco, and you're doing all these presentations. You did a lot of businesses stuff. Uh, how did you get there? Um, it was, you know, a, definitely not like a step-by-step plan journey it was more of like taking advantage of an opportunity scenario um ray gomez my husband he has been affiliated with um cutco for almost 15 years now um he did uh briefly leave the company to test out like some corporate uh positions and opportunities there um but when we got married um we were kind of thinking about what we wanted to design our lifestyle to be like and look like. And so he told me a little bit about how, you know, the lifestyle of being a representative with this company. And I said, okay, this is interesting. And um, we also heard about the opportunity to work with businesses for branding um, and client appreciation strategic partner appreciation. And, uh, you know, I believe in the Cutco product, what it stands for, the value it brings to people. And I, you know, thought, oh, working with businesses to give this as a gift to people, something that's useful, has a long lifespan in the client's possession. Um, you know, it's something that I can stand behind. So no, it wasn't something that I planned, but Kind of like when I saw the opportunity, I said, let's, you know, grow this. Let's make this exciting. So, um, you know, that's kind of how we got to where I am right now. Was entrepreneurship, sales, this kind of thing, something that you've always kind of think that you were going to be in? Um, so I think that it, I didn't know that that was what it was like. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny that you say that because when I was, um, you know, a young adult looking at my, you know, options for careers and what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, there's no way I want to be in business. Those people are unethical and they'll do anything to make a dollar. Um, you know, I want to do something, <laughs> I know, right? And I'm, I want to do something that uh, stands for, um, you know, integrity and the truth, doing the right thing. And, you know, I think that's a case of of more like um, hearing only a one sided story because I didn't uh, know anybody directly in like my immediate family that was 
in sales or um, owned a business. And so I just didn't know any better. But looking back, um, I was <laughs> involved in a few uh, science fairs. Of course, you know, when when you're in school, you have to do a little project and present it. And so I really enjoyed the presentation part of it, the like this almost like the sales presentation, why, you know, why you should pick me to go to the next round, what we found out. And so I guess retrospectively looking at it, if I had maybe had more interaction with um, salespeople or business owners, then maybe I would have realized kind of what it was all about. And that that was actually something that was like, it feels like a good fit for me. So, <laughs> I mean, part of it, part of it was maybe me, you know, I think when, when we're younger too, we have so many choices. And so we kind of sometimes, um, get overwhelmed. And so we start like crossing things off the list just to make our lives simpler. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm not going to look into this because I've already got ABC that I'm that I'm looking at like why do I don't need another thing to distract me or confuse me about what I'm supposed to be doing with my life <laughs> kind of thing so, so um, but it 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 all works out in the end right so when when you were contemplating between jumping into this this uh, this world of entrepreneurship and and business and sales was there much conflict within your yourself like to do it or to not do it, or you know what? I, I'm seeing all the upsides, upside with, with Ray here. This is the right way to go. And you kind of just kind of shoved that to the side and went forward with it. Um, no, there was definitely some conflict, especially, <laughs> um, you know, because there was a big, big um, learning curve for me, especially. Um, because one of the the roles that I had to take on was prospecting. And I had never done that before. I guess maybe the closest thing to prospecting I'd ever done was sell Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and people usually don't say no to Girl Scouts. Um, and so, you know, we had made some big changes. We had decided that we were going to take th this opportunity to work with businesses um, and business gifting was in Florida and we were living in Tennessee at the time. And so, um, and this was at the, this was 2020 and really the, like December, 2019, beginning of 2020, we moved to Florida and Ray had the, um, the opportunity, the position set up to be doing Cutco events down here. So events meaning um, working at expos, um, home shows, trade shows, uh, festivals and events um, where people are shopping and having a booth there. And so um, then we also had some, you know, ramp up times and training with the business gifting program. And so, you know, at the time, of course, we we were not generating a lot of revenue because it was right at the beginning. So we were like, okay, we're budgeting savings here, um, you know, leveraging credit cards, that kind of thing. And so at the beginning, of course, prospecting, it was difficult. And there was a lot of, 
like, is this actually going to work out? Um, you know, is can this work out here? Um, but that was more, I think, something that everybody goes through when they're making a shift, especially if you've never done, um, you know, sales work before, mm -hmm. you have to um, just sometimes kind of just get through it, just get over the hump. Um, one, one particular story that is always my favorite story to, to talk about in this instance is, um, there was this manager at a real estate office. And so, uh, I was making a phone call to him to try to say, you know, Hey, we work with other offices that are, um, you know, in your same brand, like, you know, there's like all kinds of Century 21 offices everywhere. And we're in the same brand. I said, hey, you know, we bring a lot of value to them. Could we have 10 to 15 minutes at your next sales meeting to add value about how this gifting can get your agents more um, repeat business introductions, referrals. And so he was a very like high D personality, didn't have a lot of patience. And I probably didn't sound very confident over the phone. And he, his words to me were something along the line of, these phone calls are annoying. You need to stop. <laughs> and, um, so I can I call I you tomorrow? <laughs> no. And then I like that kind of triggered in me. I was like, everybody hates this. Nobody likes this idea. Like this is not going to work. And we're, we're betting on this working and it's not going to work. And these people are awful. And, um, but it turns out that, you know, I managed to get in touch with him. I think I actually went to his office and saw him in person. And he's just kind of one of those people that's a little like direct and, and rough. And um, he's, he said, oh, I actually, I don't remember saying that to you. And I was like, Ken, you made me cry that day like that and then his daughter was like oh my god i can't believe my dad said that to you um so now you know we kind of like smile about it but um i guess it's kind of like the girl scout cookies sometimes <laughs> you you gotta go in person and talk to people because people will say things to you online and over the phone that they'd never do in person and um, you know, phone calls are efficient, but sometimes people are nicer in person. Mm. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, now, going through that process, uh, I'm sure that you also told other people, hey, this is my path. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm sure a lot of people go, nah, don't, don't do that. It's too hard. It's not you. It's not who you are. How did you navigate through those people and, and kind of shut them up? Um, so I guess... First of all, I was selective about who I was talking to about what I was doing. So, you know, people that I knew would be su more supportive um, and positive, I told them more. And people who I wasn't sure, I just gave them kind of like a blanket update, so to speak. Yeah, we're working on this. It's going well. Um, you know, even if it wasn't. But it, I mean, in some aspects, it was going well. So it's it's like, it's okay. But um, 
I mean, there's a couple people I would say that still maybe don't understand. Um, I don't think they'll ever understand because that's just their personality. That's how they are. And they don't understand. <laughs> there's been other things that we've talked about that they don't understand either. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, I expected that from them. Um, especially since, like I said, there wasn't anybody in my immediate circle who was in sales or owned a business. Um, so yeah, that I just, you know, I, I think my mom was a little bit worried. Um, but then, you know, I always just shared like, you know, Hey, this went really, really well. This is what we did. This is what happened. These were the results. And then she was like, Oh, wow. You know, I'm happy for you. But then we also share like, Hey, this didn't go well. Um, you know, may not try that again, but just being honest, uh, with her and, um, you know, lucky that there's sometimes like, you know, she's come, she's come through, she had some support from, from her in small ways, like, uh, bought her old car from her, um, which, you know, some people don't always have resources like that to, to leverage, but, um, you know, I think everybody has different resources they can take advantage of, and there's right. no, uh, there's nothing wrong with using resources that you have because other people may have other resources that you don't. Okay. Well, you, the two of you went to Florida at a yeah. time where you guys were banking that, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is going to work. It's all or nothing kind of thing. And then the whole COVID situation happened. So the whole going out and prospecting, doing shows, doing expos, that's no longer available. So what did you do at that point in time to navigate success? Um, so we, I would say we, a couple of things that we did. Um, number one, the business world went virtual. So this company called Zoom that a lot of people had never heard of before suddenly became very popular overnight. and. Um, you know, some people just said, we're not going to, it was, it was crazy, but they're like, oh, we're not going to have like meetings with our team for a while because we don't know what's going on, that kind of thing. But some people were like, yeah, we're still going to like have meetings with our team because we all need to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so it was easier to say, hey, you know, we can meet you virtually via zoom and it'll be even more efficient because we just you know jump in here and chat with everyone a little bit and then uh we can always follow up outside of of the meeting time hours so um i think everybody that was in this um industry pivoted a little bit they you know everybody created a powerpoint that they could share um, on the screen via Zoom to illustrate instead of having physical product samples for people to look at. People put, um, you know, testimonial videos in your PowerPoint, uh, that kind of thing. Um, we did the same thing with, um, you know, we, we got more introductions, the connections that we had made. We reached out and said, you know, do you know anybody that could appreciate this value? Um, 
of what you have here. And we met people on Zoom and we did demonstration, product demonstrations on Zoom. Um, and also um, it's at that time we, we did a little pivot. So Ray um, took a temporary position in managing an office. So there are a lot of people have heard of Cutco, the company, because it uh, is like the number one um, student work opportunity. So a lot of students who need flexibility in their schedules around their classes, um, they do a part-time job with the company and they learn the basics of sales, how to make phone calls, how to get introductions, um, how to take a order for a product, that kind of thing. And so they were training these students here um, virtually in Fort Myers. They were, you know, students living in the area and there was a manager. And so they just conducted business virtually. And Ray was uh, the sales coach for the office. So the students who needed coaching, more training about how to do better, um, he would coach them on Zoom or over the phone. And so that wasn't something we had intended to pick up and start doing. But it was something that we said, you know, hey, it's it's in his wheelhouse. He had done that before in the past with the company. And so that, um, you know, provided he got paid a per, uh, percentage of the sales of the office um, for helping out and adding value in that way. So just, um, you know, I guess, yeah, everybody was was nervous at that time. Everyone was, but we, we all had to do it. We all had to be in it. And, um, you know, we just found different ways, tried out different things. And um, I guess, you know, made do until... Uh, Florida actually started doing events and opening up again um, for better or for worse in like September, October, 2020. Yeah. So we, we shut down um, right around March, 2020, they did the stay at home orders. And, and then by September, October, there were events again, people were starting to come out and, and do events. Um, now, not here to talk about COVID and bring that up, but just <laughs> yeah. to give everybody a, a time, a time frame of reference of, of what we were doing and how long we were doing it. Right. Now you see presentations all the time. You see live yeah. presentations. You, you Now you watch a lot of uh, online presentations. Uh, what would you say makes a great presentation and the main differences between a live presentation and a Zoom conversation uh, and an online one? Yeah, Um. I think... So when you're introducing an idea to people, um, I love, of course, you know, we both know each other through the JT Fox organization and I've listened to JT Fox pitch, sell, close program um, a lot. And I think that's a great way to structure whatever idea you're trying to communicate to people, whether it's in person or virtually start with you know, at the beginning, why should people care about what you're going to say? What's in it for them? How does it relate to a problem that they have? You know, in our case, it's that 
salespeople, whatever industry they're in, whether it's real estate salesperson or insurance salesperson, financial products salesperson, they have an interaction with their client. And then there's usually um, a large amount of time in between the next transaction. And so if people aren't hearing from you and thinking of you in a positive mind frame, so, you know, they only hear from you during a quarterly investment call or when your portfolio is down, they're just going to associate your phone call with bad news or, you know, here's Fong trying to get me to sell my house again <laughs> instead of, um, <laughs> you know, instead of having something that keeps you at the forefront of their mind, you know, there's there. And then, you know, so what problem is it? There's a lot of um, attrition in client attrition in these fields. And so what, so why is it important? What can we do about it? Well, we can, we can do something to stay uh, top of mind in front of our clients. Uh, it's not a billboard outside their house. It's a little subtle reminder inside their house and and then how it works so why it's a problem what it is what and then how the solution looks moving forward um so that's really painting the picture for <laughs> painting the picture for people of step by step how it looks to work together or how it looks to buy the service or the product so um you know in our case we we put your information on this Cutco cutlery that clients use every day almost or at minimum, you know, 50 times a year. And then it's something that has a lot of brand power to it, the brand connotations of the company, how we support clients with the forever guarantee. And so it creates a branding image that you're associating yourself with um, you know, this kind of product and this is what you give to people to build relationships. And so uh, presentations that that follow that why, what, how, regardless of whether they're online or in person, um, you know, the key is just to stay focused on one uh, one problem, why it's important, and then get people to the how, what's the next step okay, yes, I'm in, what's the next step? And, um, you know, that's, that's what's most effective. Now, of course, in person, um, you can do things a little bit differently than online, like online, you probably want to have a link or, um, you know, a phone number that people can text in to opt in and get more information in person, maybe you do more like, hey, let me, you know, let me get your name down. I'm collecting, uh, you know, a bunch of information from people who want the service and we're all going to get them together at the same time. So it's convenient for everyone in one place. Um, you know, look at all these people, bandwagon um, psychology, all these people want to do it. Why don't I put you on there too? Okay. Social proof. Great. So the, of course, but still you just, just, opt people in, get people to say yes to take the next step. Now, with, with Cutco and, and the products, uh, what are some of the most misunderstood comments that you've ever heard that you could debunk right now? 
I love Costco. Can I get a Costco membership? <laughs> People think, do you guys have Costco in, in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, so people always think that we're talking about Costco or Petco, <laughs> the pet store. Um, no, that that one always just kind of like gets me a little bit. I don't know how I can enunciate even more, but um, no, I um, I think the number one thing that that people that that's a value proposition is that it's a high quality product that is guaranteed forever, meaning this company has been around for 73 years now. It's not going anywhere. And whether it's a defect in workmanship or it's an issue like you were cutting and you dropped the knife on the floor and you broke the tip off or, um, you know, sometimes there's people who take the knife out to the workshop and use it on something that is not food and so as long as you're not a frequent flyer in the um you know forever guarantee repair replacement program you know there's people that have had these knives for 40 50 years we come across them at events and they say you know hey i didn't i forgot i forgot that i could get this sharpened i forgot that i could get a replacement wow and so then we take care of them. We we sharp we get it sharpened um, either ourselves or by sending it back to the factory for a factory resharpen or replacement. And then people are so excited when they get it back. Like it's not it's not fake news. The company actually replaces these things and sharpens them without any receipts or limited fine print warranties that are so difficult to enforce or or cash in on um you know the customer service at the um the main factory support center is fantastic they have long they they're open till like midnight um yeah and and so they you know they just it takes they take care of people and you know some people say like oh you know, German steel is the best steel or Japanese steel is the best steel. But if if that's what you care about, then go buy, you know, some knife that is a specialty knife that's made in Japan. But if you're a person who's a regular everyday person who wants something that they can rely on to cook with for themselves and their family and if there's a problem that we take care of you even if you know even if we were not here on this planet tomorrow the customers can call cutco directly and they can still get their their product taken care of hmm. so i think that's something that if when you when you pay attention and you actually think about that it's like, yeah, you know, it might be a little bit more expensive up front than what you're used to paying at Walmart for a knife set. But I've seen, I've personally melted things <laughs> by accident, by leaving them on the heating element when I forgot that the heating element was still hot. And they're like, yep, 
replacing it, send it back, get a new one. So it, there is paid for itself. And it was my fault. <laughs> so I think I think that's the number one thing that I wish people would would think about a little bit more is just how valuable that could be for yourself over the lifetime of owning this. And you can give it to your kids or or somebody else in your family like the the forever guarantee is on the product, not the person who bought it. Mm -hmm. Well, who knew that buying a knife could have so many dimensions to it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was going to ask, I'm, like, what, what does buying a knife have to do with relationships and long-term success and all that? But you've alluded to a lot of that stuff through uh, a few of these questions already. So it's it's kind of fascinating that something so simple can mean so much and last for so long for other people and in their minds. Yeah, it's not about the knife. It's not about do your clients cook a lot or do you cook a lot? Because everybody uses a knife. We don't tear apart food with our mouths and our hands. We're, <laughs> you know, we're out of the caves. So even if you really don't cook a lot, you're still going to use it. Pro even if you use it as an Amazon box opener, <laughs> you're still probably going to be using it at least once a week, 50 times a year. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I know uh, I know you also have a performance background. Uh, you dance. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there parts of that mindset where you go out and compete and you go out and and perform and you do art and this kind of stuff? It's something that's artistic that you're able to translate over to, to the success of being uh, a sales rep or a, a business entrepreneur. Yeah, I think. Um putting on a great presentation um, is definitely a, um, something that can be translated because when you're doing a performance, you have to think about all of the elements of what you're doing, where you're standing, where you're facing, um, what you're doing at different times. And the same thing goes for doing a sales presentation and not just the presentation too, but like going through the close of the sale and getting people to uh, opt in and say, yes, I want what's next. And so, um, you know, like for us, when we do presentations and groups, um, our next step is that we have people scan a QR code uh, with their phones and fill out a few questions to opt in. And so, um, you know, I have to pay attention to Ray and what he's saying. And so that I don't interrupt him during the presentation with the little, cause it's a, it's like a laminated piece of paper that we pass out to people in the room. And so I don't want to be interrupting him and going around at the wrong time and breaking the focus of the group. Um, I have to watch him closely and see when it's time. And I have to be, you know, have all those things ready so that we can uh, get people onto the next step. Cool. Now, when it comes to working with uh, with Ray, uh, there's a lot of spouses out there. He goes, I can't imagine working with my spouse. How do you balance that and still have a happy working relationship and a happy home experience? <laughs> um, <laughs> So I think that there are a couple of keys to it are um, number one, kind of both people having their own lane. 
and respecting each other's lanes or roles. Um, so like you, uh, we were talking about a little bit earlier, like I don't do the presentations for like, I don't do the speaking. That's his lane. Now, if there was an emergency, could I do it? Yes, but I'm not him and I'm not going to deliver it the way that he does because I'm not him. Um, I, and then I would say having, having a lot of patience and, um, self-awareness, self-restraint almost. Like, do you want to start a fight about this particular small thing? In the big picture of, of your lives and your relationship, how important is it to be right or to get your way about this one small thing? Um, is it worth it? Or sometimes you have to just say, like, I don't agree with this, but this is your lane. I'm going to, you know, go along with this because this is important to you. I, I think it's the same whether you work together or you're just, you know, in a relationship with someone. Sometimes um, compromise isn't like a 50-50 split down the middle, half of the thing for you, half for me. Sometimes like one person gets their way 100% and then the next time the other person maybe gets their way on an issue that's important to them. Right. Um, so, and then I, I think um, just making, you know, making sure too that you make time to spend time together intentionally not working, um, you know, feeding your relationship by, doing a date night or, um, you know, some activity together, like scheduling family time together. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's for everyone. And I think that you have to have an honest conversation with yourself about, um, whether or not you're willing to have your lane and stay in your lane. Um, because there are certain people who, um, don't have the situational awareness or the people are too similar. Like they both want to be the speaker or the leader. And that's, that's distracting. Mm -hmm. That's not, um, you know, not to say that like, I couldn't do some speaking about a topic that's more my strength or my lane. Yeah, of course. But like, I don't fight with Ray about, Hey, I want to do the presentation this time. Um, you know, that's not, that's not how it's set up. It's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever, yeah, caught each, have you ever caught each other talking about shop when you're not supposed to? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's, a, uh, because, because we both, um, are <clears throat> passionate about what we do and our goals. And like, um, we had a meeting this week that was at, um, the meeting was at 6 30 p.m it got done sometime at about and this was a this was not a um, business presentation this was a a zoom meeting with strategic partners about um about a project and so we were it was like over at 7 30 or 8 and then we're like oh man now we have to like 
email action items and here's an idea about this. And I was looking at the clock and I was like, dang, it's like 9 30, 10 o'clock. And then, you know, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes we are talking shop a lot, but I think people go through seasons in their lives too. Like we don't have children right now. And I know other people who have children, they have, you know, that is something in their lives that they have to um, time manage and energy manage on, um, you know. So I think that if, you know, like if we had children or when we have children, whatever, um, you know, we'll have to make some, you know, boundaries too about, hey, you know, we, if we're going to be here, we're going to be present doing this. Um, but right now, you know, our goals are, we want, we want to hit our goals and we're, but we're both on the same page about that. That's the, yeah. the thing is like, if you and your partner are not on the same page about what you're trying to do, then of course, yeah, somebody's going to get upset about talking shop at nine o'clock at night right. when they they just want to relax but i i knew ray was like this when i met him and you know on nobody's perfect and i would rather him be unbalanced on the side of working too much than too little right because uh you know especially right now when we don't have children like it's a, it's, it was an important value to me to be in a partnership with somebody who is motivated in that area. So I, I knew that it was um, a risk of, of being working so much, working too much, but, but too, we do, you know, like we'll, we may work on weekends, but we'll, we'll take a Tuesday or Wednesday off, mm-hmm. something like that because that's i can only imagine that every time you walk into a restaurant and have a meal that cut coke comes into your mind um <laughs> this isn't working yeah yeah no we we do have like oh man <laughs> we, we've been to some restaurants where where it's like gee the the knives are very lacking despite <laughs> the the quality and caliber of the restaurant but mm-hmm. I, people are like, oh, do you still want to cut go to restaurants? Man, I bet that would be a good, a good gig. And I'm like, no, because people would steal them right away. <laughs> people would, they, they're, this is not a place for cut go. People would be like, these are great. I'm taking this home. So also, you know, restaurants have different, like the, um, the, knives have to be able to go through the industrial dishwasher and do that every single day multiple times a day and you know cutco's engineered for home homes dishwashers and and families um doing that not and then too i i'm pretty sure that restaurants have to um get rid of their their cutlery stuff after so long um especially like the like the the knives with the plastic handles and things they have to like pitch those all and then get new ones so it just doesn't make business sense to be putting it in the restaurant but 
Um, yeah, you know, sometimes we're a little sad, like, oh, this steak would be so much better cut with the Cutco knife or, um, but, it's like, yeah. I brought my own knife. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that we've done that because <laughs> that, you know, that in today's society may not be the safest thing to do, but, um, you know, maybe you just want to do takeout and, and take you home and then cut it. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of uh, last formal questions for you. Uh, lots of people out there would love to jump into something like this, but they go, I can't do presentations. I can't speak in front of people. Uh, what would your advice be for people who are afraid to stand in front of people and talk? Um, I would say how much do you really want to do this idea? Um, if it's something that you really want to do, then you're going to have to do it and you're going to have <laughs> to find a way to cope with it. Um, I would say it, it gets easier with practice. Like many things I, you know, if I have to speak in front of a large group, yes, I still get a little sweaty and, you know, heart racing, but um are you are you more in love with the idea of it or are you ready for the commitment that it's going to take to be doing it um because you can't you can't not speak in front of people and do this mm -hmm. how, how do you psych yourself up how do you get yourself prepared or uh, get yourself over that hump of the fear um well i think because i believe in what I'm doing I know that um I know this product and and giving this as a, a strategic gift in business can get results for people I've seen it I've seen testimonials I've gotten testimonials from people I've I've done it myself and so I believe a hundred percent in the value that it can bring and so if somebody doesn't agree with me um you know, at first it used to hurt my feelings a little bit, but now I've seen so many more people who are so happy with it and positive about it that I know that the people who are negative about it are, um, you know, it's unfortunate that they're not willing to take the time to be open to it, to learn more about it. Um, but that's on them. That's their loss. So I guess I'm just excited to talk about it and share, <laughs> um, share how it can bring value to people. And so that gets me excited. I think that's one of the reasons, you know, why it's a good, this is, this is a good fit for me as far as, um, you know, a career and something to be doing sales is because if I can find something that I believe in, then there's, it's no problem to me to talk to people about it. This, but I mean, I've, I've developed that, like we talked about, developed a little bit more thicker skin about it. Um, but I think that, that everybody does that when they when they get into sales. Mm -hmm. Now, let's put you on that world stage and you get to share one last message for everybody to remember you for. What would that be? I would say um, that when you're doing business and you're working on something, you should be open-minded to different ideas. So, you know, if you had talked to me five years ago about 
would you be, you know, pitching branded knife gifts to people? Like, why? And I would say, you know, if I wasn't open-minded about why a knife is a good tool, it's not about knives, it's not about cooking, it's not about loving cooking, it's about facts that people use knives very frequently in their home. And the fact that this is a very well-made one that stays around in people's homes for decades. And the fact too, that, you know, every single time they look at that little knife that says, with gratitude, Jane Jones, Caldwell Banker, that, you know, that's a time that you're thinking about Jane that you normally would not have. You know, a lot of people um, don't, a lot of people don't know how to give introductions for people that are important to them, you know, friends who are in business or sales, they don't know how to do that. And so doing something like this is a tool. It's not a gift. It's a tool. Yes, it is a little bit of a gift, but it's a tool. And so, you know, I think being open-minded to different things, you know, nobody would have ever thought of that as a, as a tool, just like, um, you know, people may not have thought, Hey, a car that runs on electricity is a great idea, um, you know, but here we are and we're overcoming the, the challenges of electric vehicles being in society and mainstream. So I'm not saying that Cutco is going to be the next mainstream big thing like that, but, you know, there's no signs of it, of it slowing down. Nice. Uh, good words to remember for. Uh, now, Five quick questions before we end it off. Uh, give me the okay. first thing that comes to mind. All right. Uh, strand on the deserted island. One food to eat for the rest of your life. No consequence. Stranded on a deserted island and a food that I would have to eat while I'm there. Yeah, um, no consequence. So you won't ever no get fat. You won't get unhealthy. You could just eat it all the time and stay, stay alive. If mangoes could provide all of the complete <laughs> nutrition that I would need on that desert island, I think I could probably eat a lot of them. Awesome. Um, if you were given the opportunity to travel back in time to any part of your life or maybe before any time period, what would that be? Ooh, um, I'd say maybe, you know, the time frame when we start thinking about ourselves, I guess, as like, not just like, hey, it's playtime, but like start thinking about ourselves as, as people who are going to grow up and kind of like having situational awareness about our lives and our, our place in the world or our hopes and aspirations. Um, and probably go back there and tell myself, um, not to worry so much about how things are going to work out and try more things. Um, not because I was afraid, but because I feel like I put pressure on myself to be focused on things that I kind of crossed out some ideas. I was a little bit like closed minded to things because I wanted to succeed so much. But if I had been a little bit more open to trying things and then I could have, um, you know, learned more life wisdom without having so much pressure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Hollywood calls and goes, hey. We want to do a biopic on you. You get to choose who plays you. 
who plays me? Oh boy. Um, I don't know. Maybe. So I don't know a lot of movie stars by name. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe the person that kind of looks like me that might be able to pass, um, uh, Anna Taylor joy from, um, Queens gambit. Oh, her. Okay, I cool. think she's pretty cool. She shows up at your door and goes, Hey, I got casted to play this biopic. Uh, let's get to know each other. Let's hang out. And she's like, Oh man, I'm hungry. And you go, no problem. Let me go to the back. I'll cook you something nice. What's that special dish you can prepare? Um, I hope she likes Southeast Asian food because that's probably what I've got in, in the, the things in the pantry to <laughs> be making um, some, some stir fried or um, curry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a number from one to four. Four. One, two, three, four. So if you have to relate success to a whale how is success like a whale oh um you gotta eat the whale one bite at a time <laughs> just like they the like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time how uh, do you success be successful is one small step at a time small victories yeah, awesome. That's how success is like. Well, well, thank you very much for all that. Um, I enjoyed talking to you. I had a lot of great uh, insights and also I learned a lot about you as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to share? And also, how do people get in touch with you? Um, no, I think I think, yeah, it was a, a great conversation about branded knife gifts and, and <laughs> why that's not as weird as it sounds. Awesome. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to get in contact with us, they can reach out um, through, uh, we have a website, it's uh, Ray's name, so it's R-A-Y-G-O-M as in Mary, E-S as in Sam.com, so RayGomez.com, um, you know, there's, you can get in contact with us through there, you can see a little bit more about what we do, some testimonials um from people that we've helped uh or you can connect with me on uh, social media um cara gomez g-o-m is in mary e-s is in sam and uh you can find me on there awesome well thank you very much for everybody else uh, make sure you connect with uh, cara lots of great stuff on her social media and if you ever want to find a new knife i'm sure she'll be able to help you out with that so uh, connect with her and find out more about that uh until next time she is Kara. My name is Fong Chua. Today is the day to unlock your peak potential. We'll see you later.